You're listening to one of the sermons preached from Shalom Baptist Chapel, recorded at one of our worship services. Welcome back to our new series of You Are Invited to Follow. Regardless of what you believe or how you behave, Jesus invites you. Jesus invites everyone and anyone to follow him. That's right. But well, why do I say that? It's because, you know, as we learned last week in part one of this series, through the life of uh, Matthew, who was a tax collector, we learned that the reason is because everyone who followed Jesus were sinners, right? That's how everyone and anyone begins following Jesus. And then your unbelief does not disqualify you from following Jesus in any way. You don't have to believe everything. You don't have to believe anything even, in fact. But you can start following Jesus. And you don't have to change anything about you to start following Jesus. You can start following Jesus from where you are just as you are. Because you see, following Jesus is an invitation to a relationship and not rule-keeping. It's all about relationship. And that's it. That's it because following Jesus is ultimately about starting a personal relationship with Jesus. So let me now show you a picture, which I got it from uh, the Alpha Course. And here... It is. Look at this picture. Now, I would like you to imagine with me for a while. Imagine that this swimming pool represents a relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus. This swimming pool represents having a personal, personal relationship with Jesus. All right? So if this swimming pool represents that, represents having a personal relationship with God, my question to all of us is this, where will you consider yourself to be? You know, which, which person in, 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 in the picture would you identify yourself with the most? Look at the picture. Which one would you identify yourself with the most? Now, whichever person you identify with the most, maybe even uh, someone who is not in this picture, you can just use your imagination, all right? Whichever person that is in this picture that you identify yourself with, what is important is not so much of where you are in terms of your relationship with Jesus, but what you will do with where you are today. So you can say, for example, well, I don't care. I don't, really, I don't care. Uh, and I don't, I don't care and I don't want to do anything about uh, where I am today. Or you can say, you know what? I don't care about what others may say or think about me, but I'll just go ahead and explore further 
on Jesus' invitation to follow Him, to enter into a personal relationship with Him. And my hope is that you will give it a try, that you will give it a try. And that's kind of my purpose for today. That is, I want to encourage you to take the next step from wherever you are as of today. Because, you see, all of us, right? All of us are at different stages or phases uh, with regards to following Jesus, with regards to our relationship with Jesus. This is true even for those of us who, who profess to be Christians. In fact, some Christians think that once they choose and decide to become a Christian, that's it. You know, it's like ticket to heaven and they can live and they can expect uh, blessings to, to flow in their lives. That they will see changes and transformation in their lives now that they declare themselves as Christians. Well, nothing could be further from the truth, right? And you see, this is one reason why some of you feel jaded. Some of you who call yourself Christian, you feel jaded and even meaningless to call yourself a Christian or even living as Christian, you feel quite hopeless and meaningless and purposeless in living your life. My dear brothers and sisters, being a Christian simply means having a personal relationship with Jesus. And this relationship is built by following Jesus. What does that mean? Well, it means this. Following all His ways in all our ways. That's right. Following Jesus, following all the ways of Jesus in all our ways, not just in some of our ways, but in all of our ways. So question is, are you, are you following all His ways in all your ways? For example, for example, are you following all His ways in all your ways of your work life? Are you following all His ways in all your ways of your family life, of your relationships, of your finances? Are you? Because, who knows? Who knows your life may just turn out good when you truly begin to follow all His ways in some areas of your life where you have failed or constantly failed to follow. So you see, my friends, all of us are at different stages or phases in following Jesus. And the real issue is not where you are today. That is not the real issue. The real issue is, in my opinion, choosing not to take the next step so that you can move on in your life, so that you can continue to see the benefit of following Jesus. What is your next step in following Jesus? What is it? Well, take it. 
take the you take take the next step that is before you because you will never know the joy of following Jesus until and unless you keep moving on you keep taking the next step after the next step after the next step and so today to help you and to help all of us know or identify where we are and the next step that we need to take let me share with you a narrative recorded for us by one of the gospel writers by the name of Dr. Luke. Now, this is a story of how Jesus invited Simon Peter, James, and John to follow him. So this was a moment where Simon Peter, James, and John were kind of like having a first encounter with Jesus, the rabbi, you know, the Jewish rabbi. And in this story we will discover at least, at least three phases of following Jesus. And it's found in Luke chapter 5. Here is what Luke records for us. One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed, means Jesus noticed two empty boats at the water's edge. For the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owners, to push it out into the water. So Jesus sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. So what was happening here? See, what was happening here is that many people following Jesus, they gathered in one place to listen to him. There were so many people that Jesus had to, you know, get onto one of the fishermen's boat, which happened in this case to be Simon's, Simon Peter's. And Jesus went out a bit into the water and sat on the boat. And from there, he continued speaking to the people. And all these people who were following Jesus were simply sitting down on the shore of the Sea of Galilee with the cool breeze. They were sitting down and listening. They were sitting down and listening, sitting down and just listening to Jesus speak to Jesus, teach and preach. They were listening to Jesus teach about himself, about God, about faith, about life, meaning and purpose. So here's the first thing that we see here in following Jesus. And that is this. Following Jesus begins by simply sitting down and listening to Jesus' teaching about himself, faith, life, meaning, and so on. In other words, listen to this. In other words, following Jesus is not a blind faith. That's right. Following Jesus is not a blind faith, but it's an informed faith. Following Jesus is an informed decision based on an informed faith. 
So, my friends, if anyone comes to you and, and say, you know, you, you, you must just believe, you just believe, you don't doubt or you don't ask any question in order to follow Jesus. No, no. That's not Christianity. That's, that's not Christianity, no. That's not how you follow Jesus. That's not how Simon, Peter, James, and John followed Jesus, no. They didn't just start following Jesus blindly. Simon, Peter, James, and John, they had some basic information about Jesus because they were there listening to Jesus along with the crowd. Now, how do we know that? Well, remember that Jesus borrowed Peter's boat to sit there and preach to the people. So you can imagine Peter would be in a close proximity with Jesus, right? Because after Jesus had finished preaching, you know what Jesus did? He turned to Peter. That means he was just next to him or just quite near. Just, yeah, just a close proximity. Jesus turned to Peter and asked him to do something that didn't make sense, that, they didn't, that didn't make any sense to Peter and the rest of his friends. And here's what Jesus told Simon Peter to do. When Jesus had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now, go out where it is deeper and let your nets catch. Uh, let, let down your nets to catch some fish. Now, in other words, in other words, here is what Jesus said to Simon Peter. Let's go fishing, Simon. Let's go fishing. Now, you might think, what is there that didn't make any sense? I mean, Jesus simply asked Peter to go for fishing, right? I mean, what is there that didn't make any sense to Peter and his friends, but the truth is, it didn't make any sense to Peter and the fishermen. Why? This is why. Peter said, Simon Peter replied, Master, which is kind of equivalent to today's language saying, Sir, right? We kind of respect. Sir, Simon Peter replied, We worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. Again, do you know what's happening here? Let me tell you. You see, Jesus asked Simon to go for fishing. Listen, Jesus asked Simon to go for fishing when it is not the time to go for fishing. <laughs> I mean, they just came back, right? They work whole, they work hard all night. And they just came back from fishing whole night. <laughs> well, or maybe, maybe Jesus didn't know that fishermen fish, uh, you know, fish during the nighttime when the sun is down, uh, uh, because that's the time when the fish would come up on the surface of the water. Uh, that's why they don't fish during the daytime when the sun is up, uh, because that's when the fish would go down into the deep of the sea. Do you know what this means? It means simply, it simply means this. Jesus asked Simon, Jesus asked Simon Peter to do something he has done all his lifetime. But this time, 
to do it in a different way. Jesus asked Simon to do something that Simon has been doing all his lifetime, that is fishing. But this time, Jesus is asking him to do it in a different way, in a way that didn't make any sense, in a, in a way that was troublesome, inconvenient, that was a bit kind of crazy, right? Like who goes fishing during daytime? In a way, Simon Peter has never done it before. In a way that seems to make no sense at all because nobody goes for fishing during the daytime. But listen, <laughs> this is where I think things get quite interesting. Peter had no idea what hung in the balance of his decision to go fishing with Jesus, right? I mean, now, if you were Peter, if you were Peter, someone who, you know, someone who grew up as a fisherman, what would you do in this scenario? What would you say? What would you do? Or what would you say in this scenario? <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but I can imagine, I can imagine us uh, saying this to Jesus. It's like, Jesus, uh, sorry, but with all due respect, Jesus, with all due respect, don't get offended, okay, Jesus, but would you... Would you let the fishermen decide when is the right time to go fishing? <laughs> and you know what, Jesus, and here's what I think, here's what Jesus would say. I know, I know, I know you are the best person. You are the fisherman. I know you know the, the best time, you know the, the, the right time to go for fishing. But what I'm asking you is this, will you just trust me this time with this request that I'm making of you? Go fishing with me at this time. Will you do it? Will you do as I say? And here is what Simon Peter finally decided and said to Jesus. It's like, all right, let me, let me just... Let me just decide what to do with this request. And this is what uh, Peter, Simon Peter said. If you say so, it's like with due respect, right? If you say so, I will let the nets down again. It's as if like, you know, Peter probably out of his, res out of his respect of this Jewish rabbi, that is Jesus, you know, agreed to say, all right, let's, Let's just go for fishing. I know it doesn't make sense. It's like, it's a bit weird. It's, it's a bit kind of an embarrassment, you know, like all the people watching, you know, us going for fishing right now. But well, Jesus, I know you are a respectful person, a rabbi, a teacher of the law. All right, let's, let's just go. And as a result, as a result of agreeing to Jesus's request, this is what happened. Luke tells us, and this time, when they went, right? When they were not supposed to go. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. And soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. Wow, you see that? And then Luke continues on. When Simon Peter realized what had just happened, right? It was a miracle, right? It, this thing doesn't happen. This thing doesn't happen. So when Peter realized that this thing doesn't happen, but it really happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh, 
Lord. No more master, no more sir. But he kind of recognized and realized that this Jesus was not just human. This Jesus is more than just human. It's Lord, it's God. And he said, leave me, please leave me, for I am a sinful man. Simon Peter, listen, Simon Peter would have never known Jesus the way he did in this case, in this scenario, in this juncture. If he didn't trust Jesus to go for fishing, even though it was not the time to go for fishing. If Simon Peter had never gone fishing with Jesus that day, he would have never been who he is today. That one decision, my friends, that one decision to trust Jesus, that single decision, whatever that is, And in this case, of course, going for fishing. That one decision to trust Jesus and doing just as Jesus told him to do, set Peter onto a lifetime journey of a personal relationship with Jesus that would impact and transform his entire life. Because this is what Jesus said to Simon Peter as a result. Don't be afraid. Simon Peter, because from now on, the future, from now on, you will be fishing for people. In other words, in other words, Jesus was, Jesus was telling Simon Peter, Simon Peter, look, listen, listen, I have a future for you. And this future isn't fishing fish, but people. A future where your business is not catching fish anymore, but impacting lives of people. And as a result of that, this is what happened after the fishing experience with Jesus. Dr. Luke tells us, as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. They left everything and followed Jesus. After hearing about Jesus and experiencing Him personally, uh, you know, on the fishing experience, they couldn't help. And yes, I think you couldn't help. I, I wouldn't be able to help myself, but leave everything to pursue the life that Jesus promised them. And He promises to you and He promises to me as well. Simon Peter and the rest of the followers of Jesus. They surrendered their old lives so that they could follow Jesus wholeheartedly, follow all His ways in all their ways. And as they did, you know what happened to them? I mean, if you don't believe me, you should go and read the four Gospels in the New Testament, and I hope that you have started your journey of reading the four Gospels in the New Testament. Because if you read the four Gospels, you will also see, you will see how they lived out, how how Simon, Peter, James, John, and the other disciples, how the followers of Jesus, how they lived out and enjoyed the abundant life in abundance. That's right. But sadly, some Christians, some of us, even, even, even today, are unable to enjoy that kind of life that Jesus promised. 
And this happens when we only choose to follow His ways in selected areas of our lives and not in all of our lives. And when we do that, we kind of deprive ourselves of the abundant life that Jesus wants us to live and enjoy. Is that you, my brothers and sisters? Is that you? Well, today, you can make a decision and you can live a life that we see in Peter and the rest of the followers of Jesus. So from today's narrative, from today's narrative, we can glean at least three stages or three phases of following Jesus. And here is why, listen, here is why it matters. This matters to all of us. Because all of us, I believe, all of you, I believe, can find yourself, can find myself in one of the phases in one way or another. Some of you are at this phase called the sitting and listening phase, right? That's why you are doing your own reading of the Bible and other Christian literature. That's why you are tuning in with us every Sunday to listen. And that's the way it is. Keep it up with that. You are gathering information. You see, that's right, because following Jesus begins with an information about who Jesus is. It's not a blind faith. Remember, I said that earlier. It's an informed faith. And those of you who attended our Alpha course online, you know, right? You know that was, the, that was a great platform to sit down and listen and gather as much information about Jesus as possible. Alpha course was a great tool, was a great platform where you can gather information about Jesus. And we are glad to see how so many of you still desire, those of you who attended, that you still desire to know more about Jesus. Keep learning. Keep it up. Keep learning so that you can make an informed decision, whatever that is, whatever that is. And so I really hope that you will continue to stay with us throughout this series as we hope to tell you more uh, who Jesus invites to follow Him, what it means or how it looks like to follow Him, and what's in for you, what's in for me, what's in for all of us when we follow Him all the way. So, who is in this for now, for today? Who of you is in this phase, sitting and listening phase of following? Who? Are you? Are you in this phase in one way or another? Is this where you are today? If you are in this phase for some time, okay? If you are in this phase for some time, today you can decide to take your next step into the next phase of following Jesus. That's right. And that is this. Going for fishing face. <laughs> That's right. Going for fishing with Jesus. This is the face where Jesus invites you to go for fishing with Him, right? And well, 
most likely, <laughs> it will probably be in the area of family, relationships, job, or finances. If you are at this phase, you would also probably know which specific area in your life Jesus is inviting you to go fishing with Him. You know? I mean, you, you somehow... You somehow sense it. You somehow know. Because if you are in this phase, you are already familiar with Jesus. And you are, you are paying attention to Jesus, right? And so you, you somehow know it. You know what Jesus is asking of you for your family, for your relationships, job, or your finances. And for some of you, like Peter, well, it may not make any sense of the change or of the request that Jesus is asking of you, right? But I think Jesus would say to you, Jesus would say this to you as he did, you know, with, with, with Peter and James and John. Jesus would say, I know. I know it, 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 it doesn't seem to make any sense. I know it's, it's inconvenient for you. I know it, it, it just sounds weird. It, it doesn't add up. But what I'm asking you is this, will you, will you trust me? Will you trust me and do just as I tell you to do? Because Jesus would continue to say, because you see, there are things that I cannot show you if you don't trust me and do it. And that's right, you know, that's right. My brothers and sisters, that's right, my friend. There are things, listen, there are things that God cannot show you if you don't trust Him in the first place and do it as He tells you. <laughs> Listen to this. I think this is even mind-boggling. Listen to this. Jesus cannot show you. Jesus cannot show you how much fish you can fish if you don't trust Him and go fishing with Him in the first place. Just like Peter. Just like Peter, perhaps you have no idea what hangs in the balance of your decision to go fishing with Jesus in that one specific area of your life today. And you know what that is. You know what that one specific area that Jesus is inviting you to go fishing with Him. So what is it? What is it for you today? Well, go fishing. Go fishing with Jesus. Go. And you will see. You will see the amount of fish that you can fish with Jesus. And here's the final phase. I call it the leaving and following phase. This is the phase where you say, you know, I'm fully in. That's, it's like, <laughs> I'm, I, I have seen it. You know, I'm, I'm giving my whole life to follow Jesus. I'm like, I, I want to follow all His ways for the whole of my life. I have tasted, I have seen that He is good. This is a place where you uh, learn to constantly leave behind your old life, your old habits, your old sins, by constantly surrendering every part of you to Jesus and His ways. 
This is a phase where you begin to live. Oh, I tell you, this is the phase where you and I begin to live and enjoy the abundant life that Jesus promised in abundance. And as you do that, you know what happens? As you do that, as I do that, you and I impact the people around us around you in such a way that they too begin to desire to have the life you have. And that's where you get to encourage. That's where I get to encourage. That's where we get to encourage and inspire them to consider the invitation of Jesus for them as well, to follow Him. That's right. So with that, with that, let me conclude by telling you What's the takeaway from today's message? And it is simply this. All of us are at different phases in following Jesus. That's right. All of us are at different phases of following Jesus. Different. But you see, it doesn't matter where you are today. It doesn't matter where you are today. What matters is where you will be tomorrow. And where you will be tomorrow will be determined by whether or not you are willing to take your next step. So, my friends, my brothers and sisters, what is your next step? If you are in sitting and listening phase and you are there long enough, I'm sure you will hear Jesus inviting you, you know, to go for fishing in one or two areas of your life. So, my friends, take it. Take the offer. Take the invitation to go fishing. Take the next step in following Jesus. If you are in going for fishing phase, and you have been there for some time, right? And if you have been there for some time, you will know that Jesus is actually inviting you to experience the joy or, or the, uh, the joy of life to the fullest. You know and you have experienced the joy of trusting Jesus in specific area of your life. And now he's telling you, he's inviting you to surrender in all, in all of your ways, in all of your life, so that you can have it all in full measure. So take it. Take your next step. Take that next step from just experiencing the, 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 the abundance, experiencing the, the joy of life in just one or two areas and move on, take on the next step to get the full measure, to get the fullness of life. And if you are in the living and following phase and you are there long enough, you will see, right? If you're long enough in this phase, you should be able to see, you should be seeing many people desiring the life you have it for themselves. And this is where you can spread. This is where I can spread the word and share about the invitation of Jesus for the people around us, for the people around you. So spread the word, share, spread the word and share. That's your next step. Take it.
take it so that the people that are around you, the people around you, they too can have the opportunity to experience and have the abundant life you are living and you are enjoying today. So, what is your next step? What is your next step? Take it. Take your next step. Because you may, you may have no idea what hangs in the balance of that decision of taking your next step. What's, what's your next step? Take it. Take your next step. If you want to see what difference it can make to your life. Because some of you may be thinking like, I don't know what's, what's in for me. I don't know whether following Jesus works. I don't know. I don't believe anyway. But well, my friends, if, if you really want to see what difference it can make. I mean, you may say like, oh, well, it works for you, but it may not work for me. But well, it may not work for you. And, and, and that may be true. But that may be because you are not willing to take your next step in this invitation given to you by Jesus. So if you really want to see and you are honest about it, asking yourself, I don't know if, if this would make any difference at all. Well, take it. Take your next step and see, and you will see definitely what difference it can make for you and for your life. What's your next step? Take, take it. Take it so that you don't have to live your life without joy, peace. Well, because I think that's your experience, right? For some of you, you may, be, you may call yourself Christian or you may not. And you are living a life just like going through the motion. It's like day in and day out. And kind of feeling jadedness along the way. Kind of like feeling, feeling quite hopeless and meaningless about everything. Even about your faith in Jesus. Well, take the next step. Take the next step. Because that way, well, <laughs> you don't have to live your life that way. You don't have to live your life without joy, without peace, without meaning, purpose in life. Take it. <laughs> What's your next step? Take it because, because the one who invites you, my friends, because the one who invites you to take your next step, right, <laughs> is good is merciful and faithful to see you through. Because He, the one who invites you, Jesus, He can be your peace. He can be your hiding place. He can be your fortress in whom you can take refuge. He can be your comforter and He can be your solid rock in life. So, why don't, why don't you take your next step today. Won't you? Will you? I hope you do. See you next week. God bless.